Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. When you're in a series like we are in now, Faith in the Power of God, it's very good to repeat some things. And one of the best ways to do that is to look at our text for the series. The Apostle Paul was addressing the church at Corinth, and he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Notice that Paul did not say information. He said demonstration, not information. Amen? But manifestation of the power of God. It's good to get information, but we need demonstration. Verse 5, he says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Not just any power, but the power of El Shaddai, the power of El Elyon, the power of the Most High God. And so recently we have looked in the power that's in the Word of God. Pastor Tom mentioned it. He's upholding all things by the Word of His power. And then, of course, the power of God that has come upon us when we were filled with the Holy Ghost in power. He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen? So we've seen those things. Now I want this morning to look at another aspect of his power. Let's look at something just a little bit closer to home. So open your Bibles to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And we notice in verse 10, Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then in the Amplified Version, it says it this way. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might Provide. So let's keep that scripture up there just for a moment. We know this, that when we get born again, we become one in Christ. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 6, 17, where it says, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Now, a person can be joined to the Lord in the new birth, but never tap in to the empowerment or the strength that is available to them. Notice in this verse, it says, this will come, you will draw your strength, you'll be empowered through your, what? Through your union with Him. And the Lord gave me a little word this morning, maintain the union through communion. Maintain the union through communion. Now we have holy communion. 
I receive communion today. I love to receive communion often. And that's part of maintaining the union. But communion has to do with fellowship. It's the Greek word koinonia. It means to participate, to uh, be involved in the word of God and to meditate in it and invite the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your heart and to flood your spirit with light. It's beautiful communion when you have it with the Lord. It's wonderful. May the grace of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all in Jesus' name. Amen. So don't miss out on your daily bread. Don't miss out on your daily communion. Maintain the union and be empowered and be, in, and be strengthened with the power of God that lives on the inside of you. Amen. Say it with me, I'm strong, I'm strong. in my spirit. In my spirit. I'm, strong in my I'm strong in my soul. I'm strong in my body. This union empowers us because he's placed his power in us. Now let's go over to Ephesians, the third chapter, and notice in verse 20, it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now most people put a period there, but did you notice the verse isn't done? You know, we talk about the ability of God and we talk about the willingness of God. But in fact, is God able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think? Is he able to do that? He's only able to do it in proportion to the rest of the verse. It says here, according... To the power that is at work in us. Now for his power to be working in us, there must be power in you. Amen? Say it with me. His power is in me. Not lying dormant. But it is being activated daily through my communion and my union with him power working in you not just working in pastor tom not just working in pastor nancy but power working in you hallelujah so the more power that I can get working in me, the more he'll be able to do exceeding above all that I can ask or think. Do you see the connection there? Is anyone interested in getting more of his power working in them? Well, I know you are. So let's continue to track this through. Say it with me, his power in me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure, and it's in an earthen vessel, that the power may be of God 
and not of us. We have someone amazing in us. We have something glorious in us. One translation says, The surpassing power may be of God and not of us. And so one of the keys then to getting this surpassing power working in us, which is in us, is to become God inside-minded. God lives in you. For you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. I believe it's 2 Corinthians 6.16. You can correct me if I'm wrong. For he has said, come on, I will dwell in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people because you're the temple of the living God. I am so glad my God is alive. He rose victorious over death and hell and the grave. Glory to God. He went down, but thank God he got up. And you and your life were at one time down. But when you called on the name of the Lord, you got up and he raised you up. And he put the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. Say it with me. His power is in me. So it comes then by an awareness of the Spirit of God living in you. And that won't come by ignoring Him. And it won't be developed just by coming to church once a week. You are the church. Come on, you are the church. Wherever you are, the church is. You're part of the body of the Anointed One. And you can have church in your living room. You can have church in your bedroom. Those of you that are in your bedroom and still in your PJs, get up and shout, I'm having church right now. I'm having me some church from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I'm part of the body of Christ and I'm going to have some church. Don't wait to come to church to have church. I know what goes on in the Hernandez household 24-7. There's praise going on. There's prayer going on. There's good things happening in that household. Why? Because they've made the decision. They're not going to wait for somebody to get them to praise God. They're going to praise God every day. Don't wait till all the notes are right and all the songs are just right. You get right. Glory to God. Amen. So, Paul warned us having a form of godliness, but denying the power that we don't want to deny the power of God. Man, we need the power of God. Are you kidding me? There is no power shortage in this nation because this nation is filled with powerful people anointed by the Holy Ghost who know how to pray His will on earth as it is in heaven. My name is Mark Thomas and I agree with that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. Thank God for the privilege of having Jesus living in us. I don't think we could have made it through 2020 without Him. I don't know how people can make it without Jesus. Well, millionaires can. Yeah, but you don't know what's going on in the soul of some millionaires that don't have Jesus. Everything may look good on the outside, but it's not the outside that counts. It's what's happening down here on the inside. That is where we really live. Now let's look at Galatians 2 verse 20. Keep tracking this through. Galatians 2 verse 20 says this, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Mark Hankins said, little I moved out and big Jesus moved in. You're crucified with Christ. As he is, so are you in this world. Then quickly to Colossians chapter 1. Notice with me in verse 26 and in verse 27. It says, Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Next verse. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Read the rest with me which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now point at yourself and say it this way. Christ in me, the expectation of the glory of God. Many, many people live under a cloud of condemnation. It's not that they don't love Jesus. They're amazed with Jesus. They're absolutely in love with Jesus, and yet they're so disgusted with themselves. And I believe this, that the main reason is, is they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're focusing on the clay pot, the earthenware, the Tupperware, instead of the treasure that is in them. The way to go from condemnation and kicking yourself, for lack of a better term, in the rear for not doing and being everything you know to do and be, instead of doing that, focus on Christ. Focus on Christ in you. Focus on what He's done for you. Focus on what he's already taken you through. And focus on what he's going to bring you to. Hallelujah. We must look at ourselves not through the eyes of others. If we live our lives in the fear of man, seeking to please men, we're missing God. We must look at ourselves 
through God's eyes. Look at ourselves through the lens of redemption. See who you are in Christ. Find out who you are. Well, I I know that already. Do you? How many of you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but faith goeth by not hearing? You can have a revelation in 2019 who you are in Christ real strong, but if you don't cultivate it and water it and focus on it in 2021... If you let it slip, that's why we continuously remind you of these things. Now, a big step, don't miss this, a big step in the development of the things that I'm talking about is acknowledging who you are, what you have, and where you are in Christ Jesus. And I'm not just talking about and acknowledging it a couple times a year. I'm not just talking about acknowledging it when things are tough. I'm talking about acknowledging it on a sunny day. On a snowy day. On a stormy day. On a day when the south wind is blowing softly and everything is good. I mean, birds flying high. You know how I feel. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's just days that you wake up and everything is sunshine and everything is good. Don't forget who you are in Christ on that day. Because by nightfall, there could be an earthquake. Are you listening to me? The crisis of life come to each and every one of us. But you and I have been equipped for the crisis through Christ. Through Christ in us, the hope of glory. So let the communication of your faith become divinely energized daily by acknowledging every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Say with me, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror because he loves me. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I've been delivered. I ain't trying to get delivered. I've been delivered. Hallelujah. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. He delivered you from the power of darkness, translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. He has redeemed you. He has blessed you. He has raised you. He has anointed you. He has appointed you. You've got something to shout about. You've got something to be happy about. Remind yourself by acknowledging regularly who you are in Christ Jesus. It'll do you some good. I mean, it'll change your life. It'll change the atmosphere in your home. Yeah, but not not everybody in my home believes that. Well, you do. 
Let them be bummed out, but praise God, you're not going to be bummed out because you're praised up, you're worded up, and you are prayed up. Amen. Hallelujah. You got a few more moments this morning? Now, I am believing in my own life and in the life of our church for our faith to come up in the power of God. If he can get all of our faith to come up, we are going to see some glorious things. Individually and as a church. Some say, well, I, I've never experienced the power of God. Are you saved? I mean, the power turned you from a sinner to a saint. When you exercise faith in Jesus, you've already experienced faith in the power of God. It's the greatest miracle. It's greater than healing. It's greater than someone being raised from physical death. Why? Because in the new birth, you didn't get repaired, you got recreated. If any man be in Christ... He's a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. You're not repaired. You're recreated. Oh, I like that, don't you? And so, let's take the mystery out of faith in the power of God. Faith in God's power is not mysterious. It works in every area of your life. Receiving this word, believing this word, declaring this word, acting on this word, praising God for the word as a way of life. Faith in the power of God will work in your finances. He says he's given you the power to get wealth. Mm-hmm. Faith in the power of God will mend broken relationships. Faith in the power of God will heal our nation. Not whining. Not bemoaning. Not complaining. Oh, dear God, what are we going to do? That doesn't work. Faith in the power of God will lift this nation. Yeah, but, yeah, but, you need to get rid of the yeah, buts. Get rid of all the yeah, buts. But this person said that, and that person said this, and this has happened here, and that's happened there. But don't ever factor out God. Don't factor out the anointing. Hallelujah. We're ready. We're ready. Folks, the rapture of the church is just around the corner. We could be blasted out of here before we say amen. In the twinkling of an eye. In an atomic second. 
You can't even break down an atomic second. They tried to with protons and neutrons, but it's like, poof, you're gone. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Are you rapture ready? And he's not going to find his church hiding in a cave. In front of the news media, moaning, groaning, complaining. He's going to come back after a glorious church that is prayed up and rapture ready. In Mark 16, and I won't go through all of it, but in Mark 16, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that what? And then he said, believe in my name. In my name, what shall believers do? Well, the cast out devils. You don't go looking for devils, but there's plenty around. If you run into one, just cast it out. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. They shall speak with new tongues. Next verse. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and what shall happen? They shall do what? They shall recover. Glory to God. Verse 19 and 20. So after the Lord had spoken unto them, he had spoken words to them, faith came. And he was received up into heaven at the right hand of God. Read verse 20 with me. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word. What did he confirm? He confirmed the word with signs following. Signs are a manifestation of his power. When you receive the Holy Spirit and you speak in a heavenly language, that is a manifestation of his power. When you recognize demonic forces coming against your home, coming against your job, and you take the keys of the kingdom and you bind it and you forbid it and you command it to desist in your maneuvers and it comes to a screeching halt, that's a manifestation of his power. You laying hands on your babies and speaking to fevers and fevers go, that's a manifestation of his power power. It's a sign and it's a wonder. Confirming what he said with manifestations of his power. And I wrote this in my notes. Do what he said do and he will do what he said he would do. Amen? Now, Here's one thing that we want to make sure that we don't do. We do not want to get into a mode of begging God to move. Believers are not beggars. We don't pray from a place of looking for victory. We pray from a place of victory. We must not beg God to move. We must thank God that He is moving. Say it me, God is moving. And you know what? He's willing to move a whole lot more. The beginning of every miracle in your life comes from hearing from Him.
the beginning. If we don't hear from him and we step out and do our own thing, there will be no manifestation of his power. We'll be on our own. Good illustration is, well, you know, I'm believing that Pastor Mark's going to come over to my house this afternoon. He's going to mow my lawn. He's going to do my laundry. (laughs) That would be a miracle. Based on what? Well, I'm believing. You might be waiting a mighty long time. Why? Because you don't have my word. Reuben, if I told you yesterday that I'm coming over to your house today and I'm do all the laundry and I'm going to cook you a great meal, then you could be expecting that to happen. But only based on my word. Do you see how important this is? Many times people do things apart from the leading of the Spirit and having a word. So, the beginning of every miracle comes from hearing from Him. Look at Acts chapter 14. Thank you, Lord. Let's give God some praise right now. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So back up. Back up. Back up. And look. And ask yourself, did God really say that? Or am I being led by someone else's prophecy? Did God tell me to do that? Oftentimes in ministry, and you know, we've been in full-time ministry for 44 years, going on 45, almost 40 here. Oftentimes in ministry, I've had to look at the things that we're doing and ask ourselves the question, did God really tell us to do that? Yeah, but it's a good thing. Good things are great, but it's got to be a God thing. Why? Because good things are going to burn. That's right. The day is going to reveal all of our little good things that we did apart from Him. At the judgment seat of Christ, which is the reward seat, it's the bima in the Greek, it's where the Olympians would come after they would win a race and they would give them a wreath. The judgment seat of Christ happens after the rapture of the church and it's a seven-year period where we will be not judged because of our sin because we're bought in the blood of Jesus. We're in heaven. But our works will be judged. could have done a little bit better than that you could you could have played september or something 
See, there's, there's gold, silver, and precious jewels. But then there's wood, <laughs> there's hay, and, and there's stubble. The wood and the hay and the stubble is going to go burn. And all that will be left is gold and silver and precious jewels. So I've started to repent now. Anything that's woodish, hayish, Lord God, by the blood. But oh, thank God, I believe this bunch here is going to be part of the gold, the silver, and the precious jewels. I didn't hear a loud enough amen on that one. And it's, folks, it's not too late to get started. I'm going to say that again. It's not too late to get started. Hallelujah. And if there has been some wood and hay and stubble in your life, don't look back. Clean the slate by the blood of Jesus. And come on, let's move on. Let's move up higher. Let's move in stronger. Didn't intend to get into that, but it was, it was okay. Acts 14, verse 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mom's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Faith came. Paul looked at him steadfastly and perceiving that he had what? Where did this faith to be healed come from? By what he heard. And Paul said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and walked. He heard Paul speak. Come on. He's sitting there with faith to be healed. And I've written this in my notes. But to experience the manifestation of He exercised faith in the power of God by his actions. He didn't just sit there with faith to be healed. He didn't just sit there in the praise service like this. I wonder how long this service is going to be. He didn't just sit there. He got up. He walked. No, actually, he leaped, and then he walked. He leaped, and then he walked. I believe there should be more walking and leaping in the church. Woo, glory to God. Do you see it? Now look at John chapter 14, verse 21. I haven't preached for a while, and it feels feels right to continue for a few minutes. In John chapter 14, remember the beginning of every miracle comes from hearing from Him. John 14, 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them. In other words, he that has my word and does them. He it is that loves me. 
And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father. It doesn't say here that God doesn't love us. He loves us regardless. But he says, he that loves me will hear my word and do my word. And notice the rest of this verse. And I will love him and do what? And will manifest myself to him. Do you want God manifesting himself to you? I think we can all say amen. Notice verse 22. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Read verse 23 with me. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode with him. Woohoo! Glory to God. For us to come up, let's hear what he said. Let's do what he said. Let's activate what he said. And he will manifest himself to us. During the offering, we talked about whatever he says to you. Do it. This is a huge key. For him to manifest himself in our lives. Whatever he says. Whatever he says. Whatever he says. And don't pretend like you don't hear him. What was that? Whatever he says. Whatever he requires. Let's go all in. Let's go all in. I'm all in. Anybody in the house all in? Hallelujah. We're all in. Pastor Tom, come on up. Praise God. All in. Say with me, we're all in. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost for a few moments. Glory to God. Oh, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, whatever you've said to us in the past that we haven't done, Corporately, we just ask for forgiveness right now. We judge ourselves so we'll not be judged, Lord. We thank you now that we open up the door of our heart to hear afresh and anew from you. Whatever you say, whatever you say, however you lead, I will do it. No more pretending that you didn't hear. Well, the Lord hasn't dealt with me in a few years about that. That's because you become hard of hearing. But I believe today that God is cleaning out the ears. Stand up, everybody. Glory to God. (laughs) 
Oh, thank you, Father. I think we should do some praying right now. Any adjustments that need to be made, just go ahead and make them right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, makilitea. Oh, Father, we thank you for that cleansing flood, the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Move, O oh God, afresh and anew in our lives. Move, O oh God, afresh and anew in our church. Move, O oh God, afresh and anew in every area of my life. I commit myself to you to be faithful to do whatever you say to do. Say it with me, I will do whatsoever you tell me to do. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. And you talk about things turning around. You talk about things that have been held back. It's time now for that which has been held back to be opened. Just like the windows of heaven being opened, He will open the door to greater blessing in all of our lives. I include me myself in this. As we are more faithful. As we do whatever He says for us to do. Hallelujah. Let that just saturate in your heart right now. Glory to God. Say with me, I'm in. I'm in Christ. I am in the kingdom. I am in the word of God. And I am all in for the fullness of your plan and for the fullness of your blessing in my life. And when the fullness of the blessing begins to function and to operate, don't stop there. For there is so, so, so much more. It's kind of like as if we're just going through the door right now. And as we step through the door, We'll enter into the greater. We'll enter into more of God's goodness. Come on. Of God's presence. Don't think for a moment you can't do this. You can do this. There are times we just need to be honest and say, I've been unwilling, but now I'm willing to be willing. How many willing folks have we got here? We're not, we're not trying to get a pep rally going here, but in your heart, say, Lord, I'm willing. Jesus said, I delight to do thy will, O God. Hallelujah.